Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. Happy birthday, Mom. Eat lots of cake, have fun. You know, that pretty much wraps it up. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, the podcast. We're continuing our journey through the New Testament. And so today we uh, come to Luke chapter 5, and so we'll spend the next couple of days in the Gospel of Luke. Today, Luke chapter 5, tomorrow Luke 6, before jumping over to Matthew. And um, so we're in week 4 of our reading plan, because our goal is to read through the New Testament this year. And um, so that takes us to, uh, it's kind of a, um, I forget who, I don't I forget who, uh, published this particular reading plan. Um, it's at uh, Bible.video. That's where I found it. So, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a uh, reading through the New Testament in a year plan, five day a week reading. So, uh, basically, a chapter a day for five days per week. And uh, very doable. And so, yeah, so we're chopping away at it, reading it together. So good to uh, to have everybody on today. Good morning, Molly, and uh, and everyone. We um, yeah, we're excited to see what God has to say to us today. Uh, Luke chapter five. One thing we know about the Gospel of Luke is that generally the chapters are longer, <laughs> generally speaking. Um, so we'll see, see uh, if that's the case. Luke chapter five. Well, let's do it. You know what we do? We read. We pray. We changed the world. Let's go for it. One day, as Jesus was standing by the by the lake of uh, Genesaret, I'm probably not saying it right. Just yeah, the people were crowding around him, listening to the word of God. Hmm. So he's at the lake preaching, and um, and people are listening to the word of God. That's uh, that's kind of what we do, right? We come to the come to the Bible. We read together. We listen to the word of God. Verse two, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen. Um, fun fact: in Virginia Beach, we changed uh, the church name from First Church of God to Water's Edge. Uh, there may be some Water's Edge people on here. I think there are. Um, and this is where it came from. Well, here in in and in, in Mark chapter four, there's a place where it's a similar reference. Uh, but the idea of people gathering at the Water's Edge to hear the word of God, very similar to the idea of Bayside, right? <laughs> they gathered at the Bayside <laughs> uh, to hear the to hear the uh, the word of God. Uh, so anyway, uh, he saw at the Water's Edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. 
He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So he kind of shoves off in the boat a little bit and uh, preaches to them from the boat. Acoustics are a lot better that way. Sound travels better across the water than land. So uh, there's a, a very functional purpose for this, too. Um, yeah, so people he could get out a little farther and communicate even better. Verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. It's interesting. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Lee. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, we will let down the nets. Hmm. I, I'm always struck by the just the obedience there, right? Like my so Peter basically is saying, Look, I know fishing. I look, we've been fishing all night. Seriously, what difference does it make? It's not it's not working. <laughs> Today this just isn't working. But Lord, because you said so, I'll do it. Hmm. How many times in your life um, is it just a? It's just an ask. Uh, it's just a question of obedience. I know you don't want to. It's like we tell our kids, right? I know you don't want to. I understand that, and you don't have to like it. You don't have to want to, but you got. But you just got to do it. Um, and sometimes it's like that in our walk with Christ. Not about feeling or emotion or wanting, even wanting to. But we say to the Lord, Lord, but because you asked me to do it, I'll do it. Um, that goes along with a lot of the spiritual disciplines in our lives, right? Like with uh with daily prayer, with uh gathering in worship, with God's people consistently, uh, whether it's tithing, giving whether it's sac sacrificing and giving our time, our devotion, uh, whether it's being nice to someone, kind to someone who is very difficult to be. Lord, my kindness has not worked in the past with this person, but Lord, because you asked, I'll do it. Because I know that's the right thing to do, I'm going to do it. I love, the, I love Peter's um, uh, just obedience. Like, you know, he this is the last thing he wants to do. He just got through cleaning, just got through cleaning the nets. Come on, man. I just got through cleaning all the nets. Jesus, like, let's go back out. Oh, you serious? But because you asked, Lord, I'll do it. Um, and watch this, man. When they had done so, verse six, they caught <laughs> such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Man, sometimes the only right on the other side of that obedience is a blessing. Right on the other side of that, like just um, stripped down to the core, nothing more than obedience. Right on the other side of that is a blessing you can't contain. Yeah. So. Uh, so Peter's like, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it, Lord, just because you asked. And what man, look at that. Thank good he, thank goodness he did, right? Look at this, this, this incredible blessing. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. 
So they signaled their partners from the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. That's what you call a, uh, that's what you call press down, running over blessing right there, man. It, running out of his boat onto the other boat. We need more boats, man. We need more boats to bring in this fish. You never know, right? You never know what's on the other side of that just simple obedience. And maybe that's a word for you today. Maybe there's something that God's calling you to do today that you don't really want to do. A million of other things you'd rather do. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been, you've done it a hundred times before. But God's saying, let the nets down one more time. But Lord, just let the nets down one more time. Lord, I don't want to, but because you said so, I'm going to do it. Good answer. <laughs> and who knows, man, God, God's blessing in your life may be in uh, surprising ways right uh, on the other side of that obedience. Uh, when Peter, this is interesting, when Simon Peter saw this, he, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Wow. He sees the power in the uh, sovereignty of Jesus. Like he like Peter knows fishing, right? Like he knows this is not this is not normal. This is not natural. There's something supernatural that has just happened here with the fish. Somehow God uh working in, in Jesus has basically summoned all these fish into the net. This is not a normal occurrence. <laughs> and he sees that. It's see God, Jesus is speaking Peter's language. Peter knows fishing. And he knows when something supernatural has just happened. He's like, that, that's not, no. That's, this is inexplicable. And, uh, and so, interesting, Peter, here at the beginning of his relationship with Jesus, he sees the holiness and the power of Jesus, and he's like, get away from me, I'm a sinner. He's aware of his, his own weakness and frailty. Isn't it interesting later on, though, that when... Um, when Peter sees Jesus walking on the water after having lived and walked with Jesus and seen Jesus's compassion and love and grace and acceptance and uh, salvation that later on in the ministry of Jesus, when he sees J Jesus walking on the water, what does he do? He runs toward him. <laughs> he runs towards him, right? Um, wow. It, that's a great reminder for us. You know, I think early on i think and then i think it's appropriate when jesus first saves us it's like god we feel regret and remorse and sorrow lord forgive me for my sin i'm uh, i mean i'm not worthy and that in some sense that's a pure and a good and an honest reaction but as we walk with the lord we realize when we fail the right thing to do is not to run from jesus come on it's to run to jesus When we fail, when we find ourselves at our wits' end, when we find ourselves uh, in a in a in a mess, <laughs> we don't run from him; we run to him. Peter would learn that. But here, he's it's as early on in his relationship with Jesus, and he's and Jesus has just performed this incredible miracle, and he's like, "Lord, I'm a sinful man." For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish. They had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners, partners, Padna. <laughs> That's the Padnas. 
That's how they say that in Louisiana, right? That's my Padna. It's Padna. I don't know how you spell it. It's uh, just partner, but it's Padna. My Padna. So John, James and John was with his Padnas, and uh, they were they were just as astonished. Because what, they're fishermen? They know this ain't right either. They know this. Look, these guys know if you do fishing. If there was a way to catch fish, they would have caught them, and they couldn't. But Jesus said, go out, drop the nets. Boom, all these fish come in. That's the work of God. That's the work of God. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. Mm, don't you love that? Don't be afraid. Man. Simon is so aware of his weakness, so aware of uh, his frailty in comparison to the power of God. And um, that he says, you know, get away from me, I'm a sinner. And Jesus' next words to him are, don't be afraid. That's beautiful. From now on, I got a mission for you, man. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to make you fish a, you will fish for people. Hmm. You know, in some ways, you know, I think that um, those nets were, uh, were symbolic for Peter's life up to that point, right? And it's uh, symbolic for all of our, for all of our lives before Jesus. You know, we'd throw the nets out, the nets uh, looking for purpose, and, and we pull in net after net of empty uh, with, with no catch. There's the, our lives are empty, um, disappointing. Put our hope in this. We throw it out there. We pull it in. It doesn't bring what we want. And we do that over and over through life until we meet Jesus. Come on now. Until we meet Jesus. And Jesus says, look, I got a plan, man. I got a plan. <laughs> I've got a plan. Won't you, won't you do things my way? <laughs> won't you do things my Lord, we know what we're doing. We know how to, I know how to run my life. I know, I, how's it working for you? How's that working for you? How them nets looking, doing it yourself? Well, not so good, Lord. They kind of, kind of empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, see, because there's somebody that knows life better than you. And that's the sovereign Lord of the universe. And he says, hey, go back out. This time, go with me. Do it my way. Do it at my schedule, my time, my way. Throw those nets out there. See what happened, boy. He goes back out. We go back out. And we throw those nets out. And we're like, whoa. The abundant life, man. <laughs> yeah. See, those fish, that big net full of fish was symbolic for the abundant life that God brings into our lives. It's also symbolic of the fishers of men, the literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that would be brought into the kingdom through the ministry and the multiplied ministry of Peter and the apostles. They ain't brought nobody to God yet. They didn't bring anybody to God by themselves. But with Jesus, they're going to be fishers of men, and that net is symbolic of the hundreds of thousands, yes, millions, of people on planet earth that would be brought into the boat. Come on now. Brought into the boat, which is the kingdom of God that began with Jesus and the apostles, Peter being the first. Mm. Man, you want purpose in your life, do it Jesus's way. <laughs> you want purpose in your life, you want meaning in your life, do it Jesus's way. But I know what I'm doing. Just do it Jesus' way. Could it be that Jesus knows more about you and life 
than you do? That is, the answer to that is simple. Yes, he does. Verse 12. Man, this is good, isn't it? Verse 12. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along with uh, who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. That's faith right there. If, you, if it's your will, you can make me clean. I have no doubt if it's your will, you can do it. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, which was unheard of, touching a rabbi, touching a holy man, touching an unclean person, one who was considered unclean. He touched the man, and he said, I am willing. Be clean. Ooh, man. Mm, you feel that? And immediately, come on, immediately, the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered them. You know what he's going to tell them? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. So go to the temple, go through the, the ceremonial rites that you're supposed to go through when you're cleansed. Why? Because it's going to be a testimony to those religious leaders. It's going to be a testimony to the community of what God has done in your life, to what Jesus has done in his power. Yet the news about him spread all the more. Well, of course, man, the brother had leprosy. Now he don't. And people be talking all the time. <laughs> you know, they can't keep things, nothing quiet. With two or three are gathered, somebody gossiping. <laughs> two or three are gathered, somebody, somebody talking about something. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, the news spread everywhere because God, Jesus had uh, healed him. Verse 17, one day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus. Ooh, I like that. Mm. Come on, the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord was with Jesus, and, he, and it still is. There's still power in the name of Jesus. There's wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. We, we sing about it. We talk about the beauty and the majesty and the holiness of the name of Jesus. When, when sickness and disease and uh, fear and uh, demonic forces come at us, all, all you've got to do is say the name of Jesus because that everything on heaven and in heaven and on earth surrender and submit and are subservient to Jesus. The power of the Lord is in that name. Mm. So the power, of the, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. So they heard, hey, this man, Jesus, he's doing miracles. Miracles. <laughs> miracles are what happened in America. <laughs> there are miracles in other places, but in America, it's miracles. Miracles in America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, miracles, wonder-working miracles in America. So anyway, this guy is, uh, 
you know, they want to bring him to Jesus, but there's all these people. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof. That's persistence, man. You know, they didn't, they didn't just mope and cry and moan. Oh, I wish Jesus, I wish we could have got to Jesus. And just figure something out. They did. They climbed up on the roof. They're like, no, nah, we're gonna we're gonna get this man in front of Jesus because we love our friend and we know that Jesus can change people's lives. Come on now. That's that's evangel. That's our mission. It's loving people and loving Jesus and knowing that if we love people enough and we get them into the presence of Jesus, Jesus can do Jesus stuff. He can do stuff only he can do. But we just got to get people we love in the presence of Jesus. So they got friend, they got a friend here they care about. And they know Jesus enough about Jesus to know that he can, if I can, we can just get this person, our friend, in the presence of Jesus, who knows what will happen. But we believe it's going to be good. <laughs> so they went up on the roof, and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles. In the Somebody's going to have to do some roofing work when this is all said and done. Somebody got, some, somebody got to call roofing company. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But anyway, they cut through the tiles in the middle of the, you know, could you see that? Jesus is like, out there preaching, he's like, what is that falling on my head? What the heck? What is it? Jesus wouldn't say what the heck, but he'd be like, what in it? What, what in the, what, in, what, what the Lord is that? <laughs> I said, what is that? Man, stuff falling on my head. Disciples be like, man, what is going on? And they look up and somebody be digging, start to see a little hole. And then, then you see a little face poke through. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Uh, and then the hole gets bigger, 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 and they just lower their brother down. They let their brother down right in front of Jesus and disciples. They lowered him down right in front of Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus gets all the tile out of his hair. You know, he got long flowing hair, you know, not like me. It just fall right off and just nothing, just roll right off like nothing. But Jesus, he got nice hair, so he's like brushing it out, trying to get the, you know, the, the tile particles out of his hair. And um, anyway. When Jesus saw their faith, now that, isn't, that, isn't that interesting? So whose faith? He saw the faith of those men, his the friends, uh, who brought their friend. Hmm. Do you know sometimes Jesus will do an awesome thing in your friend's life because of your faith? You bring them to Jesus, and they're like, you know what? That they showed persistence. They've shown they've been praying for this person. They've been. Uh, ministering to this person, and because of that faith, God does something amazing. Jesus saw their faith, and he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. That's the real miracle, man. The big miracle is having your sins forgiven. Healing, that's secondary. Because why? Because forgiveness of sin is eternal. What's humanity's greatest need? It's not, um, you know, being delivered from every physical ailment that strikes us. And there are some horrible ones, yes. But the greatest miracle is the forgiveness of sin. Why? Because it's eternal. And it repairs not a, not a physical ailment, it repairs a spiritual sickness, which is our separation from God, which is humanity's greatest need to repair that. So Jesus, seeing this, these people's, these men's faith, he says, gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something about your friend. Friend, your sins are forgiven. That's God's stuff. Only God can forgive sin. That's going to make people mad. 
And it did, verse 21. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow? That's how he said it. I bet that's how they said it. Who is this fellow think he's blaspheming the Lord? Who is he he think he forgives sin? Only God can do that. That's what he said. Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Who is this fellow? Maybe they said it more like that. Who is this fellow? Let us ponder this. Who is this fellow who teaches, who thinks he can uh, forgive sin? Only God. Only God. That's how you know these serious. They say God. It's not God. It's God. The Lord God. Um, yeah, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he said, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? What is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. I want you to know that, man. I want you to get that. Hmm. Of all the things Jesus wants them to get, look, I hope, you, I hope you see the miracles I do. That's fine. But here's what I want you to get. I want you to get that the Son of Man, i.e. Jesus, has, has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Hope you get that. Now, I got some more work to do right here is what he said. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Mm. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been laying on, and went home, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Wow. That's awesome. Verse 27, after this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus. I love this, man. I just love this. I didn't mention that. I love this. Then Levi, now maybe Levi heard what Jesus just did. Maybe he had heard about him healing the the, the forgiving sin on earth and had the power of, of God to forgive sin and how he healed this man who's lowered his, who was lowered by his friends in the presence of Jesus, how he healed the leper earlier. I don't know, but whatever. When Jesus came by, Levi said, this money, ain't, it ain't nothing in comparison to what this man's doing in people's lives. And so he left his tax booth. He said, I'm following that man. And he said, you know what? I want to throw a party. Look, 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 look. <clears throat> Levi's about to do the same thing those men did when they lowered their friends down below, down in the roof. Oh, I ain't never seen this before, but I just seen it right now. Just like that, those men who lowered the, their friend down in the presence of Jesus. That's what Levi's about to do, friends. Because you know what he's gonna do? He gets he starts to follow Jesus. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna throw a party. He's gonna invite all of his friends. What he's doing? He's gonna lower his friends into the presence. Why? Because he loves his friends, but he believes in the power of Jesus. So he's about to bring his friends. To his house because he believes that if his friends can get in the presence of Jesus, he'll touch them. He'll change their lives. Watch this, watch this. I love this. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belong to their sect complained to his disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors? Wait, verse 29. I'm sorry, we skipped a part. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax... Who was there? Who showed up? Tax collectors and others who were eating with him. Levi said, you got to come be around my friend, Jesus. He's amazing. 
But the Pharisees and the tax collectors who belong to the sect, com, uh, to their sect, belong uh, complain to the disciples. Why do you eat with sinners and tax collectors? And Jesus answered him, "It is not the healthy, come on, who need a doctor, but the sick. I haven't come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. And as soon as you come to that place where you realize that you are a sinner, let's talk, because I got the healing remedy for you. But you got to get there." You know, the one of the saddest things to see sometimes is that, you know, I talk to people sometimes and they're still making excuses for their lives. And sometimes you got to say, you know what? The sad truth is it hasn't got bad enough yet. What's going to change them? What's going to turn them around? It's got to get worse. Sadly, there's some people it just got to get worse because they're still bargaining. Right. They're still throwing out them empty nets. I'm just going to try this net one more time, this empty net one more time. I'm just going to keep throwing this empty net out one more time. It's got to get worse. And it's hard to see. It's hard to watch someone throwing out empty net after empty net after empty net. And you're like, it's not working. Yeah, but I'm going to try to keep trying. All right. What you're telling me is it's got to get worse. You got to realize you're a sinner that needs repentance. And then the great, great physician can heal you. Oh, man, I'm trying to preach this morning. Let's go to 33. They said to him, John, they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours go on eating and drinking. <laughs> Here's, it's a little like y'all having fun. What's this about? Why y'all having so much fun? Jesus answered, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? I'm here, man. What is Jesus saying, I'm here. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and those days they will fast. When Jesus now we fast. But the disciples, when he's right there in the presence of Jesus, why they fat? Why they why fat? The bridegroom's right there. No one tears a piece of a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment, and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. No one, after drinking old wine, wants the new, or they say the old is better. Mm. Jesus wants to pour new wine into new wineskins, man. That's what he does. All right, you guys, we're running late. We're running late. That was awesome, though. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for my friend. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.